Alex, uh, two max, and uh, I'd, like, I'd like to thank, uh, I'd like to thank you for joining us for episode. Man, what episode is it now? Sixteen? Episode six? Have we gone sixteen episodes? That's amazing. Uh, episode sixteen of the Two Max Hologram Podcast platform collection, of course. And uh, I'd like to thank, thank them for for uh, hosting this and, and helping with this and, uh, and basically making this happen. I'd like to thank Wall One for the dope uh, intro. And uh, I encourage you to peep all the other shows that are on Platform Collection, like Wake the Flock Up, Crappy Awesome. Hit me with other shows. Phase 2. Phase 2. These are shows that the, 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 the network's expanding, Culture Sessions. And, uh, and, proof, of and proof of Life Radio just got Sorry. thrown on there, right? That's what's up. So you know what I mean? There's just a lot of the network's expanding. Man, we hear people are downloading the shows like crazy. I, I just want to thank you, man. It's awesome. I, I get a lot of feedback. I get a lot of emails. And people are just like, yo, these shows are really getting me through. You know, I'm I'm becoming a podcast person my, my damn self as I go on long drives. I'm starting to really like be like, oh, I want to listen to this wrestling podcast. Or I want to listen to this hip-hop podcast. Or I want to listen to this. Com- I'm really into stand-up comedy. So, like, you know, so I'm starting to really, like, enjoy the beauty of customized shows and, 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 and so I'm happy to be part of this. So anyway, um, we got a couple things to talk about. The, the, the main topic of this episode is we're going to break down and actually play the whole EP of my, my very first album ever made uh, of Mexican descent, Exitos y Masa Exitos, which was a uh, Chololan Cinco and, my, and myself. And we're going to talk about the, the I'm, I'm going to tell some stories in the production of how that record was created and, and, I'll break down all the songs for people that are fans of of, uh, of Mexican descent. But uh, before that, I just wanted to talk about. There's so much stuff to talk about. We we're, were just watching the Saturday Night Live uh, 40 year anniversary. That shit was so dope. It's like three and a half hours long, but we were just watching sketch. It was honestly, I grew up on Saturday Night Live, and uh, and uh, I'm actually influenced. I was very influenced by Saturday Night Live. I was very very influenced. Not. I mean, I, I was born in 73, so I didn't see the first, like, I, I think I caught, like, you know, the 80s, you know what I mean? I, I, was, I was watching it during the Eddie Murphy era and the Joe Piscopo era and stuff like that. And then subsequently, the golden age for me was the Phil Hartman, John Lovitz era, you know what I'm saying? All that kind of stuff. Kevin Neeland and, uh, you know, 
old homie Dana Carvey and uh, and all that stuff. So, uh, man, I, was, I just want to give props to that. That's, I recorded that uh, last week or whatever, and it's a three-and-a-half-hour show, and I've watched it, like, three or four times already. Like, it's, it's amazing TV. Like, probably the dopest comedy thing I've ever seen. But if you get a chance to watch the whole thing, peep it. But, um, and I just wanted to touch one thing real quick. I want to give a shout-out to King of the Dot for having their event um, that they had a week ago. I think it's been a week or two. And, uh, and I just saw some dope battles. I want to give a shout-out to Dumbfounded, who uh, battled Conceited. And I want to give a shout-out to Conceited, because they, they both killed it. Dude, Conceited, Conceited had one line where he said, I want to thank Organic for giving me the body I always wanted, like a personal trainer. That shit was hard. And Dumbfounded, Dumbfounded, Dumbfounded smashed with, with, with lines. It was dope. Uh, Mad Child, Daylight, that was awesome. Mad Child versus Daylight, they both did great. Pat Stay versus Sharon. That was cool. That was really cool. They killed it. And there were some other battles that were really cool. And uh, Thesaurus against J-Pro. That was actually really dope, too. Uh, shout out to Thesaurus. I, I like Thesaurus. He's a G and shit. And then, um, anyway, but... So I've enjoyed that. And then I've just been kind of gone. I was doing my custom song thing. I want to thank all the people that, that got a custom song. We did 15 custom songs and, uh, and I still owe, like, five more that I've been lagging. I apologize to the people that, that I haven't sent that. I've been kind of, like, really out of it this week. After the, after the custom songs, I did the Valentine's thing, and then I took a couple of days off to sleep, and then I've been just running around like crazy. So I'm, I'm, and even even yesterday, I played in San Diego, and, and, tomorrow, and today I'm leaving to Vegas. I got a show. But when I get back on Monday, I'm, I'm clear my head and, and get all those done for, I don't know, by the time this shit airs, that, that shit will be a mute point. But anyway... Uh, so of Mexican descent, Exitos y Mas Exitos, Mexican descent was my first band, uh, that we started in 1992 when I first started rapping and, uh, the band, the original, the original band members were, were Cholo Lancinco, Danny, Intelligent Aim, that was Danny, um, DJ Gonzo, who I've just recently reconnected with, um, Memo, rest in peace, was my best friend, passed away in my arms, my homie Rob, we call him Rob. I got my love. He he never was. He never got to rap. He never made it to the finish line of rapping. But he was just like, he was like, he might have wrote like one bar. But he was in our crew. And then even though the group was called a Mexican Descent, we had a black member, DJ Seamer, my homie Tamel. So he was actually the black member of a Mexican Descent, and uh, and myself. And uh, basically, you know, we started rapping in '92. Started working on stuff, started going to the good life, you know, developing as artists. And we're, you know, working on stuff, demoing stuff. We had we had a dude named DJ Shoshone. We had a dude named DJ Shoshone and another dude named Casey Storm. Casey Storm and DJ Shoshone were a group um, called Four Step Plan. And my homie DJ Shoshone was like a white dude who was like one, I swear to God, he was like 316th. Indian, and, and they call their shit 316th Productions, it was like really, they were really like, some of, some of our early producers, we produced a demo, there's a song called Where You From Homes, that was like our little big song at the time, that got, got us attention and got Dame Dash's brother Darren, who was a USC student, to like, kind of like, roll a sub, did a demo deal with him, and it, it didn't work out, because we kind of like, we didn't want to roll with people from New York, we were trying to kick it with the good life, and Freestyle Fellowship, and Volume 10, and all that, it's another story. But, uh, but, uh, what happened was, uh, around the time, you know, there was this kind of unofficial click, you know, once I met 
Raqqa Ara Science from dilated people sitting on a curve on Melrose in Fairfax as he worked at the hip-hop shop for Hex, for OG graffiti artist Hex. And I met Raqqa, me and Raqqa started kicking it. That was right in the development of the creation of dilated peoples, who at first they were called, before they were dilated, I think they were called, uh, the, they were called the Fatliners. Like like a fat line, like a, like a like a marker and shit. And then the movie, I think it was kind of loosely flipped on the movie The Flatliners with Kiefer Sutherland. And basically, uh, around the time Dilated was getting signed, they basically the the a, a band called the Flatliners. So you want to go, you know, which is uh the the nephew of Russell Simmons, and they were on some hardcore shit, Live Evil. We get so live evil, live evil. The shit was dope. They had come out, and it was just sounded too close. So Dilated went and, and turned into Dilated. And in fact, before they were Dilated, one of the names that, that I remember that they, that, they, that they suggested calling themselves was called Turnstiles. So they actually, Dilated people could have been called Turnstiles, just to let you know some history shit. But they chose Dilated Peoples, and the rest is history. And shout out to them. Um, around that time, like I said, it was kind of an unofficial clique. But basically, of Mexican descent, which was Cholo Cinco and, and me by that by that time, like we had already gone from five to three to two, and it was me and Danny, and uh, the they were called Project Ill Brothers, or the Ill Brothers Project, and that was Snizake, Ill Brother Chat, the the producer, and and uh, Snizake, Ill Brother Chat, and uh, Jay Jabalas. And there was a, it was a Filipino cat, J.J. Balas, a black homie, Snizek. My homie Snizek, I think he manages Jordan Sparks now. So he's, he's doing big things. And then Ilbra the Chat is the homie that him and his dad, they, they run like 20, the, the original Thai barbecue franchise out here in L.A. If you know about original Thai barbecue, the shit. Yeah, I go there all the time. I went there on Valentine's Day. But um, so the Ill Brothers, oh, oh, and at that time too, it was like Gary G. Wiz, producer, Named G Wiz, he was a, from Guam. He was a straight DJ, dope. Ass. He was in the group too. I forgot. I didn't want to. And uh, and dilated, you know, Rock and Ev. And it was like we had like a little crew. And he, and even on the and Rock and Ev, I, I don't know the logistics, but Joey Chavez was a producer for a crew called Sid Rome's, dope ass producer. In fact, I had wanted at that time. I, me and Tolan Cinco were having problems. I wanted uh, Joey to be my producer. He made some beats for me. He was amazing. Long story short, it was kind of an unofficial crew. We never were a real crew. Like, we fucking... All we did was put out a... uh, Ill Brothers label put out a a 12-inch. And it was called Old World Chaos. And it was the first time of Mexican descent had ever been on wax. And even dilated. Raka had a solo song. Ev had a solo song. Cholo Cinco had a solo song. I had a solo song called uh, Sun Chaser. And Joey Chavez had a beat. And Ill Brothers. So, um, my point was... Around that time, after Chat and Rocka had a, have a label called Nerve Deafness, they put out that, they put out Ill Brothers, and uh, they believed in us, man. Rocka from Dilated Peoples and Ill Brother Chat, they at some point sat around and were like, hey, man, we want to do a whole record. We want to do like, let's just do a seven, like a like an EP. Let's just do an EP. We'll get evidence. We'll give us a beat. You know, we, we, let's do, let's, let's do something. And so that was the creation of, of, of what turned out to be Exitos Mas Exitos, which is what I'm going to play. We're going to play every song from the from the album right now. So let's go 
there's only seven songs, so we'll break down every song. Um, first song, which is a kickoff song on side A, um, it's called I Am Still. And it was produced by Evidence. And uh, from what I remember, I mean, this is like a big deal for me and Danny. Like, we were going in the studio. We were in Panorama City. We recorded, we recorded half the stuff at Panorama City. And then we recorded the other half with Cutmaster Kurt in Santa Monica. If you know Cutmaster Kurt from uh, Cool Keith fame and uh, from Dilated fame too, he produced uh, he produced some tracks for Dilated and stuff. And um, and I really like Cutmaster Kurt; he was amazing. I mean, Cool Keith, him and Cool Keith made some amazing records. Um, so yeah, that was that was the first the first song. Uh, I'm still. I remember evidence saying that he had made the beat for I Am Still for T-Love. I don't know if you guys out there know who T-Love is. T-Love put out one amazing record. She put out a couple amazing records, but she put out one called The Return of the B-Girl. And it was a dope-ass record. I mean, it was like, she was from The Good Life. She was from a group called Urban Props that was from The Good Life. Her and Sugar B. And and T-Love was dope. And so he was like, I have this beat I gave for T-Love, but I don't know if, if she's using it or whatever. We, we took it and like and it has some Spanish guitar and um, and me and Danny, you know, we, we wrote I Am Still. And and from what I remember of the process of that song, you know, it was a good reflection of, of what a Mexican descent was, which is two people almost with two different mindsets attacking a song in two different ways. But it always it always melded, you know, um, you know, I am still is like. You know, like, Danny's like, you know, I am still the hummingbird wizard, you know. When we say a word, each letter becomes God. And I've seen an album been worth more than infinity. I mean, that's fucking like, you know what I mean? Like, Danny was on that level, you know what I mean? Like, Danny was just on that level, you know. When we say a rhyme, each letter becomes God. And I've seen an album been worth more than infinity, the deepest of trinities. You know, it's just like Danny was on some deep, deep shit, you know. Um, my rhymes, you know, were, they were, you know, they were kind of philosophical also, but, you know, that song was like, I am still doing this and that. I am still, you know, this and that. I am still. And in fact, that kind of chorus is like the kind of chorus that later was kind of like flipped. I'm not going to say they took it, but, you know, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg kind of flipped a song called Still Dre like that. It was kind of like the same kind of vibe, but we won't get into that. Cause I don't, I don't know about that, but anyway, and I love Snoop Dogg. So shout out to Uncle Snoop, he's awesome. But uh, Snoop Dogg shouted me out on a song and it forever changed my life. I'll never Snoop Dogg could fucking Snoop Dogg could slap me across the face with a trout. I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd be like, thanks, Snoop. He fucking shouted me out on a song one time, and it's like I'll never forget uh, Slant Eyes and Cinco and Danny called me like check your email now and he played and it was like a song called my people's now now granted snoop dogg shouted out about 95 people on this song psycho on this song merce i mean it's like literally the last two and a half minutes of the song are like shout outs so it wasn't like he did a song and he gave me one shout out but it says two mix on the visionaries and even though i'm sure he read it off a paper that slant eyes wrote for him <laughs> i was like geeked the fuck out and I'll forever be you know grateful like I remember ASAP Rock for all you ASAP Rock fans ASAP Rocky was a not ASAP Rocky ASAP Rock fucking from from fucking the east coast but uh, ASAP Rock was like man you got a shout out from Snoop he was like 
I remember he told me, Rakim would never shout me out. <laughs> so he was a little impressed by that shit. I was like, I thought that shit was funny. Anyway, going back to the process of I'm Still. Um, so yeah, this we're going to play that first song for you. And uh, it's the first song from, from what turned out to be our debut album, what turned out to be the first thing we ever put out. And uh, and it's called I Am Still. And, uh, you know, it's pretty much what the, the kickoff song, other than the few little underground jams that were circulated through The Good Life. This was like the first, you know, the first song on, on, on the first album and only album of Mexican descent ever made. So um, I Am Still, produced by Evidence from Dilated Peoples. Gun 
pointed in my direction. I am still a king in the castle with cheering letters outside. I am still a compressed element full of iron. I am still in the highest appreciation of every yard. I am still the mass before an explosion. I am still an enhancing herbal field. I am still the face of every ruin. I am still the strength of us all. Yo, we're back uh, to Max Hologram Podcast. That was I Am Still. And um, I love that song, man. Like I said, it, the, you know, when I listen to that song, it's, it's like, it just reminds me of where me and Danny's headspace at, were at at the time in 96. You know, it was like, we were both just two different. I mean, it was like, we're in a group because we liked each other and we were cool. But it was like, every song was like two different perspectives of the same concept. You know, later on with the visionaries, I remember being in the visionaries, you know, six different people, six different views. And it was like, I was ready for that because me and Danny were, were always making songs from, from a different point of view and stuff. Um, the second song, I believe, I don't have the, the EP in front of me, but if we're in a messed up order, it doesn't matter. But the second song, I believe is called Bobby Apinha, the funk superhero. Bobby Apinha. This is, this is an exact, and this is a Cholo Lancinco solo song. Um, I think I think I'm doing some accents. I think I say like there's like a it's like a story. It's basically a freestyle off the top of the dome from, from Cholo Lancinco. For those that want to know, it was a freestyle from the top. And if you know anything about Cholo Lancinco and his music, if you if you ever are someone that has marketing the monsters or names or one of his records, pretty I can't speak for the latter stuff because I have seen him write. But Cholo Lancinco literally freestyles whole albums. He's like a jazz soloist trumpet player on songs. And Bobby Opinion is a freestyle and it's a story and it's and it's a story and, you, and I'm gonna play the song so you'll trip out. But and it was produced by Matt, our homeboy Matt, anti MC. Um Cholo Lancinco and Matt and anti MC as as well as I believe Radio Inactive and Subtitle and Joe Dub, I believe they, they had a crew called the West Coast Workforce. And that was like another side crew in, in the infinite tapestry of the LA Underground West Coast Workforce. Um, there might be somebody else that was in it, I'm not sure, but they were part of West Coast Workforce. And uh, this song right here is an example of a, of a Cholo Lancinco and uh, Matt. You know, they worked together, they, they did a lot of music. And I was always like, Matt was just kind of, at this time, this production was like, just like a tight little loop and stuff like that. You know, him and Matt, Matt was like this crazy cat, great producer. Later on, clicked up with Anna Khan and, and kind of went, he went from like, being like a white dude that, that talked black to being like an Anna Khan, like on some like, I'm on my own, like looking for my special music and shit and so you know he kind of grew as an artist and and i grew to love matt he, he was really cool i used to kind of have conflicts with him but him and matt made this this song and and it and you should listen to it it's like cholo on cinco kind of like spazzing out i mean he would freestyle and and danny could freestyle for 15 minutes and say the most wild outlandish shit and be completely i mean he could carry you through a story for 15 minutes freestyle off the top of the dome and uh and this was an example of Bobby Apinha. You know, he always had these characters of like, I got to do that, you know. It's like, have you ever heard the song Super Nigga by, by uh, King T? And uh, and he's like, I go I go back 20 years and go and fuck your moms. Like, he fucking, Danny always had characters that were like, 
oh, this is this is a pimp that comes and takes your girl from you, or this is like, uh, this fool, this fool's fucking your mom. <laughs> you know, like, Danny always had these fucking characters and shit. Danny always had that, Danny always had that pimp mentality, and so he always had these like, they would always freestyle like pimps. They would always have like him and Anti MC would, yeah, fucking your bitch. You know, like you know, I got your bitch. Like you know. Ice balls in my mouth, you know, all this weird shit and all this fucking like, your girl's this and you know, your fucking girl, you know, a fucking wind flying squirrel on your bitch, you know, this kind of like fucking pimp shit. And they like freestyle this shit and it would just be hilarious. People like Life Rexall, people don't know. Life Rexall, um, even as a exterior, but like Life Rexall used to pimp, used to do like, always do like pimp raps. There's this very obscure song. Maybe we'll find it and play it, but there's an obscure Money Symbols Martyr song that wasn't on the album that we, that our, our homie, um, the homie that has a record label with, with Mike and I and the three melancholy gypsies, not three melancholy gypsies, the magic heart genies, my three melancholy gypsies, my bad, what am I tripping? I have Alzheimer's. Um, the magic heart genies, Jay the Sarge. Jay the Sarge, one time, we was up up north in Humboldt, and he threw us some cheese and was like, make, make a jam for us. And me and Pablo were on some inside joke shit, and we actually made a pimp song. It's called Everybody's the Best. It's online. Two Max and Life Rex all, Everybody's the Best. And in that song, Pablo's freestyling like a pimp. Like, I got a taco shell. Fucking, I got a fucking taco shell 5.0 and shit. You know, this and that. And like, he does like a skit in the song where he's all like, um... He, I don't, oh man, he's like, you hear a baby, right? Like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's my little newborn baby. He got a new album out. We pulled him out. We pulled him out the pussy six months early so that we could drop his album. You know, shit like that. <laughs> Stupid shit. And, uh, and those used to be those pimp rhymes, you know. When you listen to things like, when you listen to like Mickey Avalon, when you listen to like the comedy of Mickey Avalon and Andre Legacy, those those dudes like that, they used to like kick it with Life Rex on and pimp rap and just be like, yeah, bitch, you know, you hold me and all this fucking shit. And now I used to think this shit was hilarious. So anyway, going back to Cinco, Bobby Opinion, Danny always had these characters. Danny had monster characters all the time. And, and there, a lot of them were like pimps or like just like this fucking, like a paisa that picks up on bitches and shit. So... I'm going to play you this song. It's the second song on, on a Mexican Ascent's debut EP, Exitos Mas Exitos, and it's called Bobby Apeña, the blue superhero. There you go. Two Max Hologram Podcast. Yeah. yeah. This is Bobby Apeña, your blue superhero. Yeah. I said, come on, people. Swimming sucker with the sack of bees Playing jazz in old clubs Singing blues with my lady was dripping Then I found myself Upside the side of an ice cream truck Sitting on the back bumper smoking weed All of a sudden she rolled up In the sable station wagon Started talking to me She said, oh, hi mister That a lollipop that you're sucking on there How much is it worth? Then I turned to the driver of the truck Asking the question He gave me the suggestion Put the lollipop in yeah, yeah, yeah. I turned around and said, 
this night in the pretty lips. I mean, the dude that kissed it nice to me. But she showed up with an old OG doing drive-bys. It was a setup. I hit the ground, but I wouldn't die. I refused to. I got up and started chasing dude. I had my skates on with the records on the side. Grabbed up to a kite and came up on the high. Grabbed my freeze gun and hit her in the forehead. And left them frozen. me that was no i didn't get it by the way but i'm tripping um yeah that was me if you heard me on the oh get you bobby up in yeah that's me and stuff anyway um the third song i'm trying to think in my brain what's the third song oh run these mcs is actually second yeah so we'll go we'll we'll do the the second song third so the second the third the actual second song on the cd but we'll talk about it third is a classic afterlife chilling villain empire. Uh, it's called Run These MCs. Obviously, a tribute to Run the Run DMC, and it was a uh, Cholo Lancinco, Nigga Fish, Rhyming Riddler from CVE, and, and myself. And we basically, you know, uh, rhymes. Rhymes, 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 rhymes galore. Rhymes that you never even heard before. Now, if you say you write the rhymes, we're gonna have to fight because I just made the motherfuckers up last night on some Run DMC shit. You know, rhymes so, rhymes so deaf, rhymes, rhymes galore. And basically, in this song is a fish. I mean, nigger fish coming with that CVE project, original project, Blood Good Lifestyle. This is a classic CVE beat, which is taking a Bum, 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 that fucking classic, uh, fucking, you know, breakbeat song, and just with heavy drums, and just kind of like some weird glitches and shit, and, uh, you know, Fish goes really hard on it, uh, Total on Cinco goes hard on it, and then the chorus comes, Rom so death, Rom's, Rom's galore, and then me and Riddler, uh, get on it, and so this is a, this was like when the afterlife had formed, you know, CBE, Hip Hop Clan, Bus driver, the East Side Bastards, and of Mexican descent, and, and later after that, Cypher Seven, and and to a degree, Choo Choo, who was the host of the Good Life, and, and then later the Legion, which was a band that my homie Adam had, and my homie Adam, he was like the son of a, he was the son of the the woman that the dude that produced the Jenny Jones show, that was crazy and shit, so that was weird shit. But, but that Adams was cool and a talented-ass musician, like a motherfucker. And so, uh, yeah, Rhymes Galore, CVE, and of Mexican descent. I mean, this, I remember we only performed that song, like, once. One time in Hollywood, once or twice at the most. And um, that was, like, our, of Mexican descent, that was our validation that, the, you know, we had our crew afterlife. You know, we were, like, in the good life, like, making songs with our heroes, you know what I'm saying? And, and uh and that's that's an example, you know. If you if you don't know who CVE is, Chilling Villain Empire, you know they were on the, the Project Blood mixtape. They put out tons of music, and uh, you you've got to check that out. You know you've got to you've got to really CVE is literally this kind of spastic. I mean, they were like gangster hustle, sex rhymes. 
5% nation dropping knowledge, comedy, you know, it was just like, uh, I remember at one point our crew, we were, we were actually throwing a, we were actually throwing a, a show, we were going to throw a club, and uh, we were trying to think of what to call a club, we we're like, let's throw a club, we're going to throw a show, and we called the show, we called the club the Speezy. It's like the spot, yo, it's the Speezy. And Fish just went in the lab and was like, the Speezy, ha, ha, the Speezy, like made a song. You know what I mean? Like, Fish is like kind of do that. His stuff is highbrow comedy bullet styles. Um, he had a song, I, I just recently, I did a show with him a couple years ago, and he did a song called, Oh, That's Your Girl at the Club? Oh, That Was Your Girl at the Club? Oh, that, and that's the chorus of the song where like five people go, Oh, That Was Your Girl at the Club? Oh, That Was Your Girl at the Club? And he was like doing women's voices and shit. It was so dope. And he was just rapping about being at the club, killing it, and, and your lady was there. <laughs> your lady was there jocking him. He was like, oh, that was your girl at the club? Oh, that was your girl at the club? It was so fucking brilliant, dude. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I really wish, like, fishes that kind of do that, that could be writing for, like, these people that, like, got these, like, super catchy songs because his music is super catchy, super hardcore. It's like a weird combination of hardcore and, and catchy. But um, very, like, I remember, like, E-40, like, I remember, like, Fish was at the E-40 and Brother Lynch hung. So it was like, you know, that, those kind of subtle influences were floating around. I remember playing him the Beat Nuts. I love the Beat Nuts. I love the motherfucking Beat Nuts. And I play him the Beat Nuts. He'd be like, I don't get it, you know. I remember I remember playing Fish, KRS-One, that one KRS-One song. I don't know if you know this famous KRS-One song where he, in the middle of it, he, he, break, he starts doing everybody's song. Where it's like, too late, baby, bye-bye, and about the boy bed, and take the train, take the train, you know that, M-E-T-H-O-D, man, all that, right, hey, you, get off my cloud, I played that for Fish, and Fish was like, what's this song called, Biting, <laughs> like, 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 that was Fish, and I was like, this character's one, man, you know, but it was like, that's, that was Fish, you know, and then Rid, of course, you know, was like, Rid was like, battle rapper, 5%, talk dropping knowledge and at the same time disrespecting the fuck out of you serving the shit out of you make i mean he could just say like his shit was just clever and just punch lines left and right and he's an amazing talent to this day and one of my biggest influences as an mc so um yeah this is a perfect example of the uh, uh, snapshot of, of the good life circa so um this next song we're gonna play it's called uh run these mcs featuring CVE, produced by CVE, uh, to Max Hologram Podcast. Okay, don't borrow style because you disrespect poetry. Oh, 
It's passionate, pull a flip on a ledge. A dance on some wet rock blocks. A building being built by an alphabet, regardless of dialect. A cup is lifted to water splash. And you've been distracted, turn to the left. A light reflects off the cup and you blink. And now you die, I've reacted. Rock, so step, rock, rock, Lord. that you never even heard before. Say you hurt the rhymes, we gonna have to fight Cause we just make the motherfucker up last night Rhyme so death, rhyme, rhyme the Lord Rhymes that you never even heard before But if you say you hurt my rhymes, we're gonna have to fight Cause I just made the motherfuckers up last night Maybe hurts, trafficking through the birds Worse than wasted words, hip-hop revenge of the nerds before I meet the infinite, I will become an arrogant surrogate for the intricate In the symphony of infamy Inadvertently trapped between matter and energy Well within the resin of reason Some seek pleasure and treasure within treason That's why I battle and pedal in the millennium Receiving metals and adrenaline and not to tarnish the West, but the Earth at best Is a very furnished, not too earnest furnace Of Mexican descent affects the intelligence At a greater rate that even predates hate Chicano hip-hop culture cultivates As the afterlife arrogates, afterlife arrogates Get took up on like a runway, riding wrong way down this one way Fuck with your tongue, say, and how much your gun weight? Come play with the big boys Poison position for noise reduction You snakes that hissing, blind ambition Got you wishing to be on my mission But you fishing without bait Trapped in your hook line, caught trying to think of it Better let that incubate and marinate Before you send a hand out urinate Cause we can't hear you from the stage You rhyme like you're afraid of the project Blow stab, we reserve the right to the last lap Making you fly your flag at half mast Metal fragments and debris from the blast Give you a free pass to the after like the last. Rhymes so death, rhymes, rhymes galore. Rhymes that you never even heard before. Now if you say you heard my rhymes, we're gonna have to fight. But we just met the motherfuckers up last night. Rhymes so death, rhymes, rhymes galore. Rhymes that you never even heard before. Now if you say you heard my rhymes, we're gonna have to fight. Cause we just met the motherfuckers up last night. Yo, we're back, and uh, man, that was nostalgic right there, That's, man, it makes me miss all the classic, man, I, it makes me miss cassettes when I hear songs like that, because I remember one, one of the biggest memories that I have about this whole situation was when we did the record, you know, recorded this record in Panorama City and in Santa Monica, and, and the Run These MCs, we did it at the CV Shack, actually, but it was like, you know, felt so special, like, we're going to get vinyl printed, we're going to like this and that. It's actually going to come out. I remember when the vinyl came out to this record, we had boxes of it. And it was like, what do we do? I remember going to Whittier to Penny Lane and there being a show, like a free in-store. And the first time I ever, ever, ever sold anything like my hustle on, I had a box of Mexican descent wax. And we were standing outside of Penny Lane Whittier giving them away and like selling we I, I, if i sold like three i was like oh my god we made 15 dollars or some shit and it was like and it was like giving them away i remember going to vip long beach i remember going to record stores and them not wanting them and be like well can i just leave five here and you could just like leave them in there you know just to be in stores to know that they're in stores and um and getting them out and and basically one of the more, more important things that i learned from exitos mas exitos was well, actually, that's the reason I met Noel and really kind of befriended Noel Disky was uh, the fact that we were going to the Bay to do a show. And Disky was like, you can 
if you come to my house, you know, he was like on some like, if you drop a verse for me, I have an industrial strength cassette dubber. And so he had this like cassette dubber, like you would put the master in and then the blank and press record and like it would do it like eight times the speed. So it'd be like, you were like, oh my God, this is amazing. And like, no, I remember like I kicked the, I, I kicked the verse for no and he, for one of his mix, for one of his like albums comps. And he like, let me burn like 50 CD, 50 cassettes, not even CDs. And that was the big thing, man. I would go to Kinko's and cut out covers of Mexican descent, exitos, mas exitos, and I'd cut them by hand. And, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd like write on the CDs by hand. And sometimes I would go to, I was a weirdo. I would go to, I would go to stores and buy stickers of cats, little cats and shit. You thought our future was the first people to do the cat thing? No, we did that before. We did the cat thing. I would have little stickers of cats and little, little stupid strawberry shortcake stickers and Tom and Jerry and dumb shit like that. I put like a sticker on the cassette to make it special. Yeah, the, but going back to the going back to the record, um, I'm just giving you a timestamp of uh, you know what it was like for us out back then and stuff. But uh, going into the fourth song of the record, it's called The Clash, right? I believe it's and that was that was you know what that song was produced by Cholo Lancinco and and our homie JB. Uh, James and and they were like that was Danny like that beat's kind of way off and obscure and stuff and uh and 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 if you listen to it you're like damn it's kind of crazy different than anything on the record that was Charles Lancinco learning learning how to use the machine it was a DJ seventy and uh and so he was like that was like his experimentation when he was first learning beats and that song the Clash was like that was out of all the songs on the record. I mean, we were on shrooms and drugs on the record a lot. That was the song. Like, that's the definitive, you know, song of being blasted for me, you know. Then there was the day I accidentally killed God. It was not a mirage. It was not a facade. As a matter of fact, it happened in my garage. It was not in the stars. He got hit by a car, a Chrysler. The irony could not have been nicer. Jumped into my car. Then I turned on the key. Then ah, I could not even see. There was nowhere to run. There was nowhere to hide. Uh, nothing but a room of smoking guns, and yo, don't think twice, and yo, I don't know, I forgot how, you're gonna have to hear the song, but it was like a story, you know, about a, about, um, God getting hit by a car, by a Chrysler, that was my verse, it was about God getting hit by a Chrysler, and then at the end you find out that God was just a dog, and that the dog was named by a dyslexic person, so the dog was named God, and it was God, so then, you know, you know, whatever, but it was like stupid and shit, but it was like, at the time, that was deep for me, you know, at the time, I was like, drugged out, like, that's where my mind was like, at the time, I was like, at the, the that was my fucking, uh, I was watching, uh, Behold the Pale Horse on VHS, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, my homie, my homie Beanie, I got out of prison, and was like, yo, I saw this, this, this you know, William Cooper, you know, like, I was like, I was like, I'm already on it, bro, I was already, like, 1990, 1992, I was already, like, with Raka sitting on a curve, reading Behold the Pale Horse, and Holy Blood, Holy Grail, and I was already, like, Illuminati, and I was already, like, the, the shell, the shell on the shell station is not really a shell, it's, it's a fucking, you know, I was like, stupid shit, I was like, the Chevron, on Chevron, it's it's not really a Chevron. It's the double square of Freemasonry. They're everywhere, you know. Like, 
I was like, Pacific Bell, there's there's six lines drawn, and there's six there's six lines, and then there's six of these, and then there's six of that. So in the logo, there's six, six, you know, it's like fucking stupid and shit, you know. Which funny shit is that all that shit is true. But it's just like at the time I was like completely like absorbed with that. So that 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 song The Clash was uh at the height of a uh, of my I was like really out of it. And I remember, in fact, it wasn't for the songs on this CP, but for Beneath the Surface, which is another great album. We should do a show just on Beneath. We're going to get Omid. We're going to get Omid in and do it just a Beneath the Surface show. And because uh, I want to talk about being in San Pedro, California with DJ Hive and Daddy Kev and all those dudes and being with Omid. And uh, that's when we were taking shrooms, man. That's like I remember Danny going in the booth one time for eight hours. He couldn't kick a verse for eight hours. He was so high on shrooms. But yet he kicked like 70 verses. Like he just freestyled the most beautiful things, but like they didn't fit. And he was just like hours and hours. Like imagine just shrooming in a hot vocal booth and he was just spitting out beauty and we we're just sitting there like all drugged out and shit. It was pretty crazy. But but um, yeah, the clash is like, and, and to Danny, let me tell you, for me being fascinated by Danny's wonderment by, by Chola Cinco's out of control styles and talking in a third person and you know like you know the things that he says you know he was he was literally splitting atoms in his lyrics you know i, I graduated to to getting deeper if you ever want to hear a song by mexican descent it's called counter cloudwise it was probably my favorite of mexican descent song counter cloudwise it was on fat jacks cater to the dj and uh you know that was like another great example of the dynamic of me and Cholo Cinco, but yeah, so the clash, I mean just you know there you know, just listen to the song and, and and you decide how good the the shrooms were. So uh this is the clash from actually this is my sexy those on, on the two max hologram podcast. been living this life of sin, slowly walking in the door, it's open just for an explorer like me, if she says that she likes me, I receive her with a full attention, full eyes, sit her down and start talking, we slowly start walking across the park just to make this gladly night invention, and the stars start glimmering, I sit down, she starts rolling it up and we spark it, all of a sudden our words have been enlightened, the night is just the beginning of our birth, we slowly start to tell her within nine months we'll be giving birth to a new lyric, and it's called Sympathetical Masses. I mean, we explode by the minute she enters the room, and the gas is just stronger than both of us. We can't really trust each other. There's a clash. There's a collide. Somebody's gliding, and the slide is taking us lower and lower. Then there was the day I accidentally killed God. There was not a facade. It was not a mirage. As a matter of fact, it happened in my garage. He was not in the stars. He got hit by my car, a Chrysler. The irony could not have been nicer Jumped into my car Then I turned on the key Then I could not even see There was nowhere to hide There was nowhere to run A neighborhood full of smoky 
why you look at me twice And oh by the way I didn't mean to do it that's life And oh by the way let me clear up the fog God was just the name of the neighborhood dog So don't get all vexed if I seem to perplex shit The boy who named him well he was dyslexic So don't even get mad and don't even diss Just because you call something God doesn't mean that it is Do not flash inside this song. Missing out on the album. There's a clash inside this song. Missing out in the album. She was a mermaid, disappearing since the third grade. She was played. Everybody used to judge her, yet no one ever had the chance to ever get to know her. And me, the glider in the sky, bird with his wings open, slowly soaring. I stand. I mean, I made my dance. Evolutionary. I mean, I was ready for the future. Not worried about tomorrow, just enjoying today. When she came my way and we spread it through the clash. The clash. I never wanted to be invisible more than I do this instant. My instincts imprint at a distance. I won't join in the alliance that there's better living through science. Trapped between the real and the unseen. Fuck you for worshiping money and creams. We'll, we'll cream your dreams. Things are not what they seem. They're schemes. So, so right there, then and there, that was the clash. That complete side A, you know, the seven song EP. That complete side A, you know, we we were in the studio with Ill Brother Chad, and uh, and uh, with Ill Brother Chad and, and Raka, they were overseeing the project. You know, like like the one thing I like about Raka is that he he lets us be. He was letting us be us. And at the same time being like, all right, rein it in a little. Like, we don't want this shit to be some weird fucking, like, shit that's non-linear, not fucking, you know, fool the right, fool the writing, like, you know, obscure bars and shit. But Raka and Chow were overseeing the project. Chow was very, like, go for it. Charles Mingus, you know. But we weren't, I, Danny was there. Danny was, Danny was, Danny was there at that, in that zone where Mike and I and in peace and, and people zone out like that. I will. I don't think I was really there. I was trying to be there, and I was. I was. I was trying. I was writing, and I was trying. You could see it in my work. I would try, but I was still more middle of the road still with my music and stuff. But going into the fifth song on the album, which is this is my my favorite song on this particular record, and 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 one of my favorite producers and, and just one of, one of my favorite guys, man, friends. Uh, it's called Money is Meaningless, and it was produced by DJ Nobody, who, who's from the Low End Theory now. But, you know, this, this this song is really great because it captures the incarnation of, of DJ Nobody at the time when he was in his spacey... And, and, and it, oh, he won't take this as an insult, and he shouldn't take it as an insult, but almost take it as a compliment. Spacey DJ Shadow introducing era you know I, we were all fascinated I, I know i was fascinated by dj shadows introducing one of the greatest records ever for me when it's sample based music or i mean it's just one of the in fact i'm i don't even understand how i don't own it now i played that record for like 10 years and for some reason i don't even have it on my computer i don't have a hard copy note to self go to amoebas and pick up a copy of introducing because it's like standard listening midnight in a perfect world organ donor amazing in fact going on tour here's another little tidbit of secrets the one time that of mexican descent got the tour with idea and abilities rest in peace idea idea and abilities and the living legends and bus driver um danny used to do a routine 
where he would freestyle over DJ Shadow's organ donor. Just the beat would, you know, if you know that song, da, 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 you know, just go off. And Danny would freestyle there. And the homie Mr. Dibs, shout out to fucking Mr. fucking Dibs, who was, who was like, he would come out to some of the shows, you know, supporting atmosphere and, and uh, ideal abilities. Later on in life, he made a DJ routine on that. And I remember him telling me he was inspired by seeing Cinco kill it like that. So that was kind of dope. But, uh, but going back, going back to that, uh, Money is Meaningless, produced by DJ Nobody. Man, this was that DJ Shadow era. Um, nobody was, I think he was in the process still of making his debut album, Soulmates, which took him about four or five years to make. And it was an amazing record on Ubiquity Records. It was amazing, amazing, amazing. Soulmates is amazing. That's where I, I, I was lucky enough to do Shades of Orange with him. He has a song with Medusa, Freestyle Fellowship, amazing. So, Money is Meaningless was like his contribution, my favorite song on the record, just, just because of the beat, it was just thick, and I just really loved it, and, uh, I mean, you know, is it really living when you only say two or three words to your father a day, even though he sits in the living room only two or three feet away? That's why today I give this song for you for you to initiate Sun God Sunsets to appreciate the sunsets. Not having fun yet? Well, I'm here to give you that charge that you thought only a gun gets. As long as my rasa's planted on this planet, not part of the plan, yet caught within the plan's net, I for one believe that peace can't get done if we were to listen to John Lennon and imagine all the people, and I'm sure that for about a week we'll try, and after that only the, only the, only the strong will survive and the rest of the week will die. I just wanted to be your Mexican hip-hop hero and take you higher. But this industry's on heroin and nobody is hiring. If this is what has to get done for my people to follow the sun, then I shall be the one. This is a, you know, me writing from, and the second verse is like, uh, uh, the look of love. Uh, oh man, I don't know. We, it was something where it was like, heart to mouth, mouth to ear, ear to heart, heart to mouth, mouth to ear, ear to heart. We will never be apart. Let us, you and I, die and watch the blue oyster coat. Don't fear the reaper. We'll go deeper. We'll exchange purity for poverty. In exchange, we'll, we'll gain unity and sovereignty. My words are more widow than widow maker. They'll be allowed to scorn if the energy ain't reborn. How can we solve the seamless? Money is meaningless. Um... And, and, and Danny was on some space age, remote control, laboratory, Vulcan's voice, human voice, I know my words were missing, and just walling, like spazzing out. And uh, money is meaningless, you know, the general concept of, you know, and me with my dad, you know, is it really living when you only say two or three words with your father a day, even though he sleeps in the living room only two or three feet away? You know, like, how could you live in a house with your parents and you don't, you guys don't get each other? You know, you say hi, you're civil, but you don't get each other. So that song, you know, let the chorus goes, uh, let's burn all the money and crash all the cars, smash all our dreams of becoming a star. Let's go and hug our children until they start to cry and watch the world die. I mean, you know, it's more drugged out vibe, but, but at the same time, just money's meaningless, family's important, love is important. And I think, you know, for us, this is our debut record, you know, for us being two Mexicans in their early 20s, in the early in the mid '90s, rapping, talking about love and you know that kind of stuff. It was just just that's a reason why most people just didn't take to what we did, but yet some people took to what we did a lot. So and I, and I'm happy for that exchange. I'm I'm happy that you know we put out these records and you know I had Mexican people come up to me like, "What the fuck are you talking about? You you're fucking stupid." You know I tr I trade uh, you know. 
oh man, I trade accolades for, you know, this and that. They're like, nobody talks like that. I remember in being in East LA and my Mexican homies being like, I trade acronyms for accolades. No one talks like that. You're stupid. No one's going to buy that. My homies would be like, no one in the hood's going to listen to that. And I would be like, I don't know what do you want me to say for you. I mean, I say something stupid. Like I didn't understand, you know, but that was, that was, that was, you know, that was what me and Danny had to go up against. You know, we we're just like, let's just do us. And if people don't get it, they don't get it. And it just, and, and that was the, the beauty of it. There was no one there to tell us that, that we couldn't say shit that didn't even necessarily even make sense sometimes, you know, Raka and, and, uh, Ill brother chat were just there to let it be free. So anyway, um, we're gonna get into that song, but my favorite song on the, on the EP, and it's just a great record, the production, and um, you know, it's a beautiful time of Mexican descent. Money is meaningless. Exitos y más exitos. To Mex Hologram Podcast. Don't fear the reaper, we'll go deeper 
We'll exchange purity for poverty. In exchange, we'll gain unity and sovereignty. My words are more widow than widow maker. They'll be allowed to mourn if your energy ain't reborn. Ask yourself, how can we solve the seemingless? Money is meaningless. One minute it's still running for my life They're catching up on me I can hear the canines barking I can't get out of this light all night I would have been scoped out anyways So I hit the gate went straight into the garage Hoping to dodge them Then you can hear the SWAT man CB As the man in his trumpet says I'm gonna have to switch the heat tape Because I think I've lost the rope He's in the garage behind you So I jumped out kicking the window And it's over another fence The night was becoming dense Cause I was dying from the suspense I knew there was a for chasing me With nothing but nonsense Just to put me under the White House in the laboratory, tiny up and do experiments. That means in America, we will always put emphasis on property rights. Property rights. And there will be no emphasis on human rights. Human rights. Human rights. Let's burn all the money and crash all the cars. Smash all our dreams of becoming a star. Let's go and hug our children and so they start to cry. Watch the world die. Watch the world die. Let's burn all the money and crash all the cars. Smash all our dreams of becoming a star. Let's go and hug our parents until we start to cry and watch the world die. Yes, and it's funny. That was Money is Meaningless. And it's funny because I looked on my phone right now and I looked at my Instagram. And, and the words money is meaningless just pop up 12 seconds ago gold golden 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 locks i got it hey you want to talk about being well that's, if you hear this fucking podcast you want to talk about being spiritually in sync as soon as they were like five four three two money is meaningless just popped up on my phone your words g so to golden locks that was that was awesome because that was exactly what what we were thinking about so that was that song. That's crazy. That was that song. And um, there's two more songs on here. Um, the next song, which was produced by Ill Brother Chat, who, who's the person that executive produced the record and put it out on, on Nerve Deafness with Rock Up and Dilated. Um, Medication. Oh, man, I love this song, actually. It was a dope song. And it was like, you know, more. Excuse me, I had to burp pizza. More non-linear stuff, you know. Fireflies flying in the fields, far from fantasy, further from for real. Remember when young members, remember when young embers burned and something when when birds look up at amber rays of sun. And I was amazed that one, you know. Uh, you know, something, something, I don't know. Turn the tables on the future. Throw soda on your computer. Like that, that's what I wrote. But the whole like fireflies flying in the fields, far from fantasy, further from for real. That was like at the time when I was really into alliteration rapping. I'd heard Chuck, uh, Chuck D, uh, Chub Rock. Chub Rock was doing that alliteration style real heavy, mean. Uh, this was before like Audible Angels. This was before Alphabet Aerobics from Black Alicious, which is an amazing song. Um, Chub Rock, man, he had this one song on Third Base's record. He was like, he did everything with a C, like counting, clowning, clowning, and dude, I just started writing like that. I, I will not, I will not lie. I was like, when we walk, we walk wrong, right with wide width was water wet. When we wore white with the willing wind, you know, I used to be like manifesting Mexican, the matador metaphor, you know, like that kind of shit. And it was like I was really into alliteration, so that was like a little piece 
of, you know, fireflies flying in the field far from fantasy, further from for real. So I, was, I thought I was being deep and shit. Danny was spazzing out. That song was really dope. And then the, the, the dope thing about that song is that's actually, other than this one obscure posse song that never made light that my homie DJ Shoshone did, there's one, there's one obscure. Evidence never participated in, in, in any of this stuff. He was kind of like, he was there and shit, but he was like, not like, like he was not Mr. Guest appearances with with us and shit on these jams and shit. But much much love to Ev. I love Mike. But um, Rocka, this is the thing I like about medication is that even if Rocka's not even kicking a verse, he's just kind of talking like a four bar. This is the only song that kind of is the proof of the existence of this kind of no name crew that at the time, for a brief period of time was Dilated People's Project Ill Brothers and of Mexican Descent. We all we used to go re- record in Sun- on Sunset Boulevard, and there was a label called Shiro Records by this, this Japanese dude named Shiro, and he wanted to sign us three, us three as a crew, and, and it didn't ever and it didn't end up working out, whatever, but this song, Medication, is just, besides like the crisp production of, by Ill Brother Chad on the, on the SP, on the SP-12, it's got that kind of like SP-12, MPC, you know, it's got that vibe, you know what I mean? That 90s like, that's what I really like about the song, but it's just like, a, you know, it was like, this song was like a proof that we were kind of like a little crew for a little while, so I really like this song, plus Snizik, my homie that I told you manages Jordan Sparks now, who worked for American Idol, Ill man, if you guys ever like, if you like early 90s rap, boom bap, boom bap shit, find the Project Ill Brothers or the Ill Brothers Project record. I mean, he he had some songs. He had a song called Olestra, which if you know anything about Olestra, Olestra was like this chemical that they try to put in the chips to make like a fat substitute, kind of like saccharin and shit like that. He had a song called Olestra. He had a song called Valley of the, Valley of the Broken Necks. I mean... Ill Brothers, Project Ill Brothers is really dope. You know, the pages, the pages, the pages. Blue lines after blue lines in the quest to be the best, yo, in due time. Now I'm on a mission. Time to competition. Time to whack MCs. Oh, man. I mean, it was like, there's a sign at the door, no biting allowed. I can't take this no more. Like, just dope, boom, bappy hip-hop, Project Ill Brothers. And uh, so Snizix featured two verses on this song. We wanted to give... Snizzik some shine so he got two verses on this jam and Rocka just does the like little four down break breakdown but uh yeah I'll, um very proud of the song and like you know just I hope you're enjoying this this you know just kind of like trying to remember back to the times of, of recording these songs but it was a good it was a really good time for us so uh this is medication exitos mas exitos uh to my hologram podcast platform collection Lettering levels by means of madness Exploiting concepts of confusion Deceit and a pattern receipt The trembling maze of fidelity Of magnet's ability A hollow conversation with the greatest solution Which is nothing It's all an endless cycle The tales about the past are really the future We are all a program of blocks with Copper veins and battery brains It's bad to remain or on a sustain The reproduction of growth For grief with gradual acceleration Of both belief and belittle I ignore and stand strong Filled with aggressive intention For positive plants from normative plants Lost in the wrong hands Demanding dead wishes From the gin of revelation From the sin for revolution There's a food 
on the road and you're starving for direction. Please take choice before you find out your selection has been voided. Fireflies flying in the fields. Far from fantasy, further from for real. Remember when young members trembled and the world was when burned. When birds look up at amber rays of sun, and I was amazed at one uneventful glance taken by chance would more than likely indirectly affect my psyche. Turn the tables on the future. Spill soda on your computer. As well as many mistakes that I'm paying for in the after. As always, man, as I am the ring. When you look for something that's falling, machine made people in the room. With no conversation, just a lot of action programmed to reproduce a product through repeating and scratching. Robotic dancing, headphones connect advancing the rhythm of the perimeter. Soul prisoner from the deliverer. These radio DJs are more like heroin users, wax abusers. Cause all they really do is stick their needles into Yo, our music. They get to feeling lush tones when they shoot it up. And from the needle to the vein, we get looted up. Just like a junkie for the dope, they come back again. Give a call to Betty for DJ checking in. Once again, just stepping in, I'm checking chins with a grin. I begin with my friends, pushing pins, making trends. Will I stop? No. Every beat I drop, dope. Grammy nomination scope, baby, pass the envelope. The end of the world, the life is gonna be okay. It's the people that need to be concerned about themselves, their spiritual health and well-being. It don't always taste good, but take your medication. Yo, microphones hanging out in only one is capable, police question me Yeah, I did it, paid the price for the damage done We hit the streets, fucking underground, number one Can't stop, won't stop, new mission plan I wanna beat that's rocking rebels out in Pakistan They throwing rocks at the tanks, heads not from The IPP and OMP, steady dropping off Dropping off, dropping off Yep, so that was, uh, that was medication And, uh I, I love that jam, man. That, 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 I love that jam. And uh, going into the last song, this, you know, the last song on Exitos, it was produced by Kiku. And uh, at the, uh, by this point, I had joined the Visionaries, or, or like he was, you know, this was like early, this was when Key and this is it. Like this is like around the time when galleries was being made. And, uh, and, and we were having those sessions in Carson, California. So, you know, that's when I was clicking up with the visionaries. I'd met Red, Key, Elemental, and everybody, and we were out there working on, on galleries, and there was like, Key, Key needs to make a beat. Key, you need to give us some weird shit. And Key was like, I've got this one weird beat that's kind of like offbeat that I don't know, the visionaries, you know, there's times where like the visionaries get off a beat, and you're like, that shit's cool, but it's not nothing for us. And it was perfect for a Mexican descent. And so, and, and to a lot of people, the song's called Lady of the Lake. And to a lot of people, like, people really, there, there's a lot of people that actually say Lady of the Lake is their favorite of Mexican descent song. And, and the way Danny uh, approaches the song, almost like a, there's a medievalness to the beat. So if you, when you hear the song, you get the, the medieval vibe. And then you, one thing you'll notice about Cholon Sink on this song is uh, he's got this very, he's medieval, like, he's trying to talk like, He's almost trying to talk um, Elizabethan, 
You know, there's a wing that flows and rings and flows and things and claws. And it was like, it was amazing, you know. I mean, that song, Danny just murders me on that song. You know, uh, I'm trying to think of my lyrics. Uh, man, I can't even go back to them, but. As it's in the ground in the hand of the God. You know, you'll listen to the song. But it's like, there's a medievalness to it. And Danny's like almost, there's a Bethian on it. I mean, it's just elevated weirdness. You know what I mean? We're just, just spazzing out, being able to, being able, you know, at the time I was just like, and in fact, as I look in retrospect on the record, I, I, I wish I would have spazzed out more. I, you know, I, I didn't, I never got to be on a farmer's market of the beast because I wasn't considered a spaz out dude that would be on a song like that, where I would be a fucking Billy Goat, Billy Goat in a song and shit. I was not, I wasn't in that world. You know what I mean? So, so, uh, it, there's definitely this whole thing, you know. Um, this song is really cool, and and this this the last song on the record. But Cholan Cinco really just he's just on one. I mean, he was just we were just look. I remember when Danny would come with these weird voices or be spitting all this crazy ass shit. Whoever was in the room would just look at each other like, "Is he serious?" And at first you're like almost embarrassed for him, and then it's like, and then one second later you're like. I'm embarrassed for him, and then a second later, you're jealous because you your soul can't be that free. Your soul doesn't have like you didn't you can't like, stand in front of five of your homies and be like run the reins and running like fucking. And he's just like wilding out, he's wigging out, and it was like at the time I didn't see how free it was, how freeing it was to be like that. You know, I was trying to do what I could, but at that time, like Danny was full acid fucking mushrooms, you know what I mean, he was fully gone with that shit, you know what I mean, he was fully like, in his zone, in his depth, he was very deep and, and philosophical and, and, you know, I mean, just esoteric even, you know what I mean, awesome and shit, so that concluded that, you know, those are the songs, you know, we're, we're, I'm, I'm announced, well, let's just get into that and then I'll, I'll, I'll do the recap and whatnot, but this is uh, Lady of the Lake, uh, produced by Kiko of the Visionaries, um, the last song on uh, the Exitos Mas Exitos EP uh, to Max Hologram Podcast. As we celebrate style and the individualism of man, I invoke the spiritual prism of all people across the land. I Galilee, taxi to the galaxy with legends of lyrics heard. Give me a place to stand with the never long enough and I will move the world. That's why we speak so agilely, much like many Greek tragedies of Mexican descent is actually Indians at full capacity. Territorial editorials much more effective as the story goes. Undisputedly, intellectual, essentially, and expendable. There's a range that pulls a whole new school of MCs coming out to fool. I know you've seen the knowledge pool. It's deeper than the abyss and it's been stronger to
with swords across the land upon his now closed in on the night in your bishop is soon coming to an end you've been checked and i've checkmated you again i once heard that sleep was a distant cousin of death so i must keep on moving with every little last breath my words are my shield ultimately my power source and nothing can ever stop me or my trojan I was Lady of the Lake, um, and uh, and just to give you the concept of how it ended up all being and stuff, you could hear that car in the background. That's uh, my roommate, Shitty88. This nigga thinks he's Marty McFly. Anyway, um, fucking, but anyway, <laughs> I'll just not get into that. I don't want, I don't want this fool hating me in the morning one day. But, uh, but yeah, he, he revs his car up like this nigga's a NASCAR. Anyway, um, I'll, I'll stop with that. I'll stop saying I even stopped saying the N-word, I'm sorry. But, uh, I forgot I was Mexican. But, fucking, uh, I forgot I wasn't black. But, uh, fucking, so anyway, so that ended up being the seven songs. There was a brown vinyl pressed up, with a, like a brown, regular vinyl with a brown cover, simple text. You know, the rest is history, you know. We turned it into a cassette. And then later on, th that, this seven song EP kept having different incarnations. Like, for example, on, on cassette form, you know, you can't sell for $10 a cassette with seven songs on it. So then whatever songs we had, songs from, you know, Beneath the Surface or whatever dope songs that we were working on with the producers around, they, they got added and became part of the Exitos cassette. Um, later on in life, Bus Driver, for a short period of time, had a had a, his own indie imprint off of Mush Records called Temporary Whatever. And he put out a couple records, a couple friends' records, and he he was like, I want to, let me retro, I always love Bus Driver for this. He took it upon himself to archive, grab of Mexican descents, you know, pretty much after Exitos and Masectitos, me and Danny, we, we stayed living with each other in a house for another five to seven years. But, but other than scattered songs, we never made another album because we fought a lot and we just went in different directions. Cholan Cinco ended up making Toca with Chesky and David and Tommy B. And he also ended up making Marketing the Monsters with uh, Mascaria, making Names with uh, Disky and making other records. I ended up, I was already making B-Boys in Occupied Mexico, I was making the visionaries, I was making the mind clouders, and so on and so forth. And uh, so, so Bus Driver took it upon himself, and, and there's, a, there's a very limited edition, Exitos y Mas Exitos Deluxe Edition, that Bus Driver printed up, and, you know, we printed it out, and it was really beautiful, and it had, you know, like, and every song had an explanation, like, every song. There was Memo, Memo and Everything, which is a song about my, my best friend that passed away in my arms. There's a lot of, a lot of songs on there. Like I said, Counter Cloudwise, which ended up being my favorite of Mexican Ascent song. And uh, there was a couple live tracks because there was, at a time in 2000, a man named Bob Ezrin, who was uh, at, at the age of 19, had produced Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, Mr. Bob Ezrin 
had given our record label, The Afterlife, a publishing deal. And I don't even remember if he gave us like a hundred grand or two hundred grand for the whole crew, but we had a publishing deal from Bob Ezrin, and uh, we even had a during the dot com boom, Afterlife. We had a website called CurbServer.com, which was a twenty four hour a day radio station playing nothing but Afterlife and underground shit, and then we were having content and shit. We actually had an office on Santa Monica in Santa Monica, Lincoln, with KLOS.com and other like different. We were like kicking it with major people that were. Dude, there was I had no idea that for two years I worked with people that that wrote for Rolling Stones and documented that were there produced Guns and Roses and all this shit. Bob Ezrin, like I said, who produced the. Dark Side of the Moon had given us a, a publishing deal. Long story short, we played a couple showcases for him and his friends. And so there's some excerpts. There's a couple of live tracks, one called Move Up to the Front. And we just did a couple. And they were mostly freestyles. And uh, and me and, you know, Joel and Cinco, so we cut some of that up. It was from a famous show. One was from a famous show at the Key Club where the Afterlife played, and the other one was a knitting factory show that we did. And uh, so there's some live tracks. So all in all, Exitos y Mas Exitos, the original, is a seven-song EP that, that you just heard right here. And then there's a deluxe edition that's pretty much almost a retrospective of a Mexican descent. Me and Danny have roughly done about, I don't know, we've probably done 25 songs together. I don't even know. But there's, the, the album maintains about 17 songs and then there's another 10 to 15 songs floating around me and daddy might have made more like i wouldn't say too many more but you know in 22 years we made 22 songs maybe let's say so you know me and danny although we lived together you know that was the the the, the max of our creative output and this album was the max you know I, he was on b-boys in occupied mexico f- about four or five times so that's kind of like you know, even though that's my record and it's like a 20-song record, Cholo Lancinco, it's kind of an, a Mexican descent record because Cholo Lancinco has a lot of influence on that record. He's on Dr. Trump's in Danger, Humble, I mean, he's on a lot of songs. So, you know, if you want to hear an example of Danny being on songs with me, and then I'm always, and then there's a couple of his albums where I was on a song. We have a song called Old, Old Man Dying and whatnot. And I was lucky enough to be blessed to be on, even though I didn't come out on the, I don't think I, oh, I came out on Toca's, one song on Toca's album, but... We did like one or two other songs that just kind of got lost in the sauce. But anyhow, if you could find a Mexican Descent Deluxe Edition, I have one here. I, every now and then I burn 100 copies and sell, and sell them. So if you find me or sh- shoot me an email, send them to you or whatever. Or you can find them, steal them off the internet whatnot. But uh, yeah, that was, that was a, a monumental record in the development of my career and of everything that I ended up being and doing. So um, we're going to actually make a series of all my records, you know, let's say the next one will be the Mind Clouders and then B-Boys and then, you know, everything from My Family So Destroy You, Sun God Sons, Over the Counterculture, all that. So, we're, you know, this is a good experience. This is a good kickoff to, like, getting that done. But, um, yeah, I, I hope you enjoyed, uh, you know, I'm going to cut it short, but I hope you enjoyed, you know, this retrospective of, of, the, of this album. And uh, I really appreciate you guys listening in, even though we're 16 episodes deep. Um, we're still, I'm still, me personally, learning how to do this. I'm barely listening to podcasts and kind of like learning my way about, you know, sometimes I feel like I can have like a vast knowledge of what to talk about and we could talk about shit for two hours and then sometimes I feel like I'm reaching and shit. So I'm gonna, you know, with this album thing, we could definitely always have episodes that talk about 
records or famous times. Uh, I I'm also want to do episodes dedicated to tours. I'm going to do an episode dedicated to the of Mexican descent bus driver shapeshifter tour. I'm going to do an episode dedicated to the living legends, idea and abilities of Mexican descent tour and uh, this and that. So any suggestions, questions, you know, anything, if there's any songs that you want to know how they were created, the origins, you know, we're, we're, I'll get into it and, and just, just hit me up on, hit us up on platform collection, hit me up online on Instagram, whatnot, and we'll figure it out. Um, other than that, I hope you guys had a safe time. One thing I want to talk about is, I don't know if this air, is this going to air before April 1st? Most likely, right? Um, I want to give a big thank you to the people that came out to the fan appreciation show at the complex in Glendale. I had an amazing time. Shout out to AWOL1 and Gail Rock um, and LAJ and Eraserface and everybody that came out, like my homie Sam that filmed it. Just uh, That's another thing. My homie Sam filmed and recorded the concert. So we're, we might have an episode where we actually play songs from that concert because uh, for those that don't know, like um, about 200 of my most awesome fans came out to, to Glendale on the 29th of January, and uh, we went hard, man. AWOL won. I, I asked AWOL to do 30 minutes. He did an hour, 15 minutes, just as an opening act. I was like, yeah, do 30, AWOL. This fool did an hour, 15, and just murked it. And then I came out, and I attempted to rec I attempted to perform 50 songs. I, and I ended up doing two hours. I ended up doing 27 songs. But, and I did two whole hours, but I couldn't, I like tapped out. I like, it died. I just died after like, I mean, there's no such thing as dying after 27 songs. That's fucking going hard in the paint. But after, after whatever, it got to the end where like, we couldn't do it. It was like shuffling shit. And, it was, and then I, and then when you're so in the moment, you don't even realize you did. Like, I was like, how long have I done that? Like, dude, two hours already. Like, you're good. Like, everybody's happy and satisfied. People were hearing songs they wanted to hear. Not everybody got to hear everything that they got to hear. But people were happy and satisfied for the most part. And, uh, and it was a beautiful thing. So I want to thank those people. But the reason I want to say that is because now I've built a relationship with the complex in Glenda, which, by the way, has the most amazing sound of any little. It's like a little version of the House of Blues. The sound system is la fucking jit. Gets my stamp of approval. It's Sue's approved. It's out of control fresh. So if you ever want to throw something there, talk to me. I can help you talk to these cats. But uh, I basically, I think I'm going to throw like a monthly there. So I haven't quite figured it out. But I am throwing on April 1st, April Fool's Day. I've been making the joke of may or may not, but it's a for sure. Uh, on April Fool's, we're having Chesky. Chesky Ramos with special guest Factor Chandelier. Incredible producer from Canada. And uh, Tommy Vizzle. Tommy V. The fucking brown thumb. Tommy Vizzle. The Vizzle. Performing live. April 1st, Wednesday night. It's only 10 bucks. Come out. Get at me for tickets or go the night of the show. I don't give a fuck. Come. It's going to be... Chesky is amazing. I had him for a word murder. You, If you know my music and you know the Chesky interview and you know anything about Chesky Ramos, you know that he's an amazing live act that is just getting better, better blowing up more he just recently opened up for cage on tour he's killing it his new record is his new music is old music all his music is fresh chesky ramos april 1st the complex in glendo i would really appreciate it if you come it would mean the world to me and uh i think we're gonna have a nice little thing man we've got this incredible little venue that holds 200 people great sound and i think every month i'm gonna you know 
give me suggestions. You want to see Mike and I in there? You want to see LA Cool there? I mean, the place is so small and intimate that we can have a, we can have a show like a Money Summer Martyr show. We can have a, a fucking Nayla show. We can have a fucking you got Bonnie Blue, you know what I mean, with Vel the Wonder. We can have a fucking, we can do everything at this spot. The spot's awesome, so give me suggestions. I appreciate it. And uh, so I'm about to be out. I got to pee. I want some pizza. I'm on my way to Las Vegas. I got a show with Noah James and Stevie Crooks, I think. And uh, so shout out to those brothers, Yokozuna. And uh, I'm, I'm about to be out. I want to thank Platform Collection for everything they've done. I've been hearing nothing but good things. We're, we're on iTunes, right? We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. And TuneIn, right? I love TuneIn. I used to listen to the Raider games on TuneIn. So we're on TuneIn. I'd like to thank them for picking us up. Thank you so much. Man, the... When I created, when I when I conceptualized this show, I was like, all I want to do is be on Stitcher, and we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. I mean, you got to give a shout out to these brothers at Platform Collection. They work hard. They come to my house and set this up, and basically all I do is talk, and they edit it, and they and they, and they make it fresh. So they're, they're the people that really make it fresh. So I want to thank them and um, just continue to listen in. And and from what I'm hearing, man, I'm hearing that we're getting. A lot of downloads, right? Like thousands, right? Or some cracking shit, right? It's cracking. So keep our fingers crossed that, that more people pick up on it. And, and I don't really give a fuck. The people that are on it now and that are loyal to the show, I really appreciate it. And uh, you know what? Uh, one thing I'm going to do, we're going to have another episode soon where I'm going to play about five Tumex custom songs. And I'm going to like, we're going to do a whole thing about the custom songs and the breakdown and how that shit works. But anyway, we're out. Um, thank you very much. Enjoy your day. Uh... To make Hologram Podcast, shout out to A Wall One and we're out.